Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott Joyen. by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, just when you thought Ubisoft couldn't find a way to get more generic, they specifically steered into <laughs> it, and they're actually going to—they've actually found a way to generate the, the genericism, and which that's is not even impressive. At this point, Hyperbole by no. us. That is literally the MO almost of this entire news story. Tell me exactly what's happening, Scott. So Ubisoft put a trailer out. Obviously, right now, across a lot of entertainment industries or across a lot of industries in general, there is a lot of conversation on AI tools, whether it be ChatGPT, whether it be uh, Midjourney, or whatever else, things that are plugged into various chat rooms, things that just let you come up with ideas and AI will generate images for you or maybe generate coding programs for you or whatever. And someone at Ubisoft must have thought, we should get in on this, even though it's quite a negatively framed conversation as yep. you are removing the humanity from the face of the earth. But they thought they would uh, weigh in. So, I just want to say, you know, yes. like the, the video game industry getting in on something with a negative reception has never happened before. <laughs> no one tried to make NFTs a thing, oh, I recall. If especially I recall, from uh, especially these guys, yeah. Oh, they'll probably make the AI do the NFT thing <laughs> for them, won't they? We're living in a dystopia, aren't we? Anyway, um, Ubisoft put a trailer out for um, Ubisoft Ghost Rider. Um, which is literally their AI tool, I'll read out what it is, uh, an AI tool developed in-house that aims to support our scriptwriters by generating the first draft of our NPC box. Uh, box are the phrases or sounds made by NPCs when players interact with the game world. This tool was created hand-in-hand -hand with scriptwriters to create more realistic NPC interactions by generating variations on a piece of dialogue. Um, and you can also see how their teams use AI to handle repetitive tasks and free up time to work on other core game elements. Maybe you just make the core game elements that are actually fun and creative and you don't that worry about generating the NPC box. That could be it. Maybe. My big fear about Maybe this, Scott Tilford, is not necessarily this one story. It's that exact phrasing towards the end when they're talking about, it. don't worry, AI is fine. We're only using it to free up tedious and repetitive tasks. The stuff tasks. no one wants to do. The stuff no one wants to do. But what does a company think are tedious and repetitive tasks that nobody wants to do? To me, that's just a way to say we're eliminating this human job yep. and giving it to a computer. At what point do we get so far along the slippery slope, and maybe this is me catastrophizing, <laughs> when they say, you know what, actually coding video games, that's a tedious and repetitive job and we're just going to give it to the AI because it mm. saves time. Like, to me, it's that slippery slope mentality. When does writing an entire main script uh -huh. become a tedious and repetitive job that we can just outsource to an AI because it's easier and faster and nobody really wants to do it? Video game, as in video game industries, yes. the video game industry, sorry, I'm tripping over myself. I need an AI, an AI wouldn't to do talk. That, right? An AI wouldn't do no. that. The video game industry has a long history of kind of selling you bad ideas and presenting them as good, not only for the industry as a whole, but for mm. the people who work in that industry. And so often, it's just kind of this marketing speak. It's not actually reflective of what the realities of working is. And that's what I'm scared about with this specific topic. I think for stuff. me, I, yeah, I see both. We're, we're at a crossroads right now, which is kind of interesting. I feel like down one path, and I absolutely believe that the, the EAs, the Ubisofts, 
um, old school 2015, 2016 Konami, um, that tier of company, that general mentality of company would embrace the idea of an AI workforce that just auto generates them the next Far Cry, the next whatever the hell you want thing, because um, they don't even have to factor in the human cost of it. They can just maximize the profits in theory um, and maximize the turnaround. And that's the more dystopian way that this can go. Um, I feel like the other side of it is kind of where we're at in regards to things like, you know, the various AI tools that you use if you're using Photoshop to automatically select yeah. parts of an image or even in game design, things like speed tree. I remember when that was a big deal towards the end of the 2000s, the idea of just clicking a button and generating an entire forest. Then you go in and you trim different yeah. parts of it, but it meant that you didn't have to do the, um, you know, the more manual part of, of sculpting that level. Um, and Ubisoft have done things like that as well. Uh, Steep, the game, the snowboarding game, um, was made from parts of the uh, the Far Cry you know, environment that was being put together. I think it was Far Cry 4 back then. Mm. Um, but they just auto-generated a bunch of mountains and it was like, hey, we have this physics system over here and we have this mountain system over here. What if we just put them together, David Brent style, um, <laughs> and made uh, a snowboarding game? So I feel like, like I don't know, I, de- I definitely skew more towards it will be used in the wrong way. Yeah. I think this is one of the wrong ways to do it. I think once you're admitting that you're just using AI to do all the, the, the bump work, the stuff that nobody wants to do, I would rather you made a video game that you know focuses to place the people's strengths yes. and focuses on something that might actually be creatively rewarding and original and innovative. So I definitely see both sides. I just, I, for me, I'm hopeful that it gets used in a good way, but I don't think this is a good way. I'm not, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Video game tools, let's say this is a tool and not just a way to, uh, you know, make money and eliminate labor as efficiently as possible. They're definitely saying it's a tool for now. That's it. Video game tools have always been pushed to their breaking point before any backlash comes in and they say, all right, we made a mistake. Like, the innovations that have happened in the industry before, Mm. video game companies see how much they can get away with before Mm. they decide to do something in in balance or more, you know ethically correct let's just use that for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. and i just don't trust them like loot boxes like anything in the past that they've tried to push like season passes they've always had an underlying foundation of why those things are correct and why those things are good for for the industry and there might be some even truth to those arguments on a base paper level Mm. but i just don't trust the industry at large and publishers like ubisoft to not see just how far they can push that how much they can get away with Mm -hmm. before then inevitably having to backtrack because people ultimately don't like it that's my worry the other the other month when the chat gp because i feel like all the ai stuff has just blown up it's been like about a couple of months where you just start seeing it everywhere there is there is an example out there of someone using a a modified version of chat gpt to give that um text commands to generate a physics a part of a physics engine and and the physics experiment in terms of some objects on screen and I was like, okay, it's already kind of infiltrating the idea of coding. But the response to that from a lot of game devs was it would take us infinitely longer to try and have a conversation with an AI bot that you can you just do something yourself. It did make me wonder though, and I thought this, I thought this across the last few months, would people, you know, would people respond to an entirely AI generated video game? If, if you go down the complete Corpo 101 approach, which I hate the whole AI art movement. I hate yeah. all that stuff. I think the, the, um, the amount of uh, artistry that is completely sacrificed to just feed it into a machine like a wood chipper and just spit you out something instead. It's not that some of the things aren't impressive on a raw visual level, but I think the, the lack of accreditation to the people who made those things um, makes it a net negative. However, I wonder, 
would people respond to an entirely AI-generated video game? Would they be curious what that is? Um, because, just to round that out, if, you, if you're Ubisoft or EA, or someone who's money grubber, even if we go down a cartoonish level, of someone at the top who just says, why don't we make the ultimate video game? And they use whatever algorithmic data they have, whatever test audience data they have, they look at all of our player trends, they look at all the achievements that people go for, and trophies and stuff, and they let a machine create the ultimate perfect video game, would people play that? Would it sell? Would that work? Could you eliminate human creativity and ingenuity from the creative process entirely? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I already know, I already know the answer. It's, it's yes. We've already had that game. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> this thing that you're talking about there has already been done, in my mm. opinion. Ubisoft as a company are already working on this Wavelengths. Obviously, there are hugely passionate people at Ubisoft who yeah. are trying to make these games and are making good games in a lot of cases. You can feel that passion. Mm-hmm. But the kind of creative decisions that come from the top are already informed by all of the things that you just mentioned there. Mm. Video games are already made around an algorithm. It's about market data. It's about what sells. It's about what doesn't sell. You're literally ticking boxes for market mm. appeal, for mechanics, for style of gameplay, for color grading, for aesthetics. All of that stuff is already data there working off. True. To me, this kind of AI business is just a way to make that more efficient mm. and the way I, I push back on it, not just because of a human level and it eliminates potentially like the artistry and the humanity from a project, mm. but because that stuff already sucks. That yeah, stuff oh yeah. we're yeah. already sick of. We're already sick of tick box open world games. We're already sick four of all of these four player looter shooters. Just look at the response to Suicide Squad. That was a game very obviously influenced by market values yeah. of the time and test data that WB no doubt has in store. Like, this is already there, and if anything, 
I want to see companies push back against that mentality and not seemingly embrace it with AI systems. Mm. I, I guess it's worth shouting out right now because I already know there's a million comments pointing this out that Ubisoft, literally in this game, Watch Dogs Legion, has already used AI in the for past NPCs. for NPCs yeah. to create uh, NPC dialogue, to create the dialogue actually for your main character because you could essentially be anyone in that game. Mm. So this is something they've already tried. It was it so noticeable sense. though. It was, yeah. it was. And to see them kind of double down on that is disappointing because I don't think anyone left Watch Dogs Legion saying that was a successful experiment. We don't need um, main characters that are, you know, written with intent anymore. We need AI-generated characters. I don't mm. think that was the takeaway from this very game. No, no, and again, and again, it was super, super obvious. You could see where the various, um, you know, lines of dialogue were stitched together and the whole idea of using like pitch shifting and whatever to try and affect like a different tone to someone's voice to try and pretend they were a different NPC or a different character. Uh, no Man's Sky has a little bit of that um, where the, uh, the different sounds that come out of different creatures are denoted by what size the creature is. It'll make it more bassy and stuff like that. I like it in No Man's, I mean, that's the whole thing it's kind of like an extension of the procedurally generated approach to video games which for my money only like a handful if that of games have ever got it right hmm. especially to an impressive degree and even then one of the best tightropes that no man's sky walks is still making it feel authored yeah obviously it took a long time to get there um, but I feel like where No Man's Sky is now, it's this sort of beautiful exper tech experiment um, that does feel authored and does feel like it comes from a bunch of humans, but it also is relying on a lot of generated um, assets and everything um, to become art in this weird hybrid approach. Um, the thing I was saying about like an entirely AI-generated game, you would remove even the test audience side of it because right. they have all that data from every single bit of data that they're already uh, monitoring in terms of the way that we play games anyway. Yeah. You would just tell an AI to generate the perfect video game and it would just do that based on the last 10 years of us all. I remember when Black Flag would ask you whether you liked a mission or not. Yeah. That Ubisoft already have all that stuff. Look, I might be in the minority for this and I can concede Horrible. that a lot of people hate, you know, divisive games. To me, that's what makes any art form special, yep. whether it's movie, whether it's television, whether it's video games. I'd rather have something that kind of like divides people and pushes in a conversation mm -hmm. rather than something that everyone could just say that was good and they don't think about it they enjoyed the experience they moved on i want something that kind of is ambitious has flaws is you know has that kind of like i keep going back to it that level of humanity that makes it interesting that makes it soulful that makes it passionate yeah. i take 10 of those any day over one algorithmically perfect game that totally. pleases everyone but then falls out of the conversation immediately. Honestly, if you look, I mean, look at how well, you know, recently on the channel we've done a lot of hidden gems of games that you missed, uh, video games nobody played that are awesome, things that are, you know, back in the day that people missed. There's something about that really phenomenal six or seven out of ten game that hits an audience and, and, and connects with you because it, you can tell it has a soul and none of this stuff would have a soul. It's not built for the long term, it's built to cash in and I feel like overall there's such a wider philosophical thing but there's something about being being creative and being human that has to allow for the stumbles and that's what makes it special like if you try and smooth off all the edges it's not memorable it'll just be forgettable slosh for that one particular year over the weekend i played through the evil within one again oh, yeah, you did. which is a nightmare game that game <laughs> hates the player just taking a med kit in that game makes you disorientated for about five minutes you can't pick <laughs> up a gun or anything it has these major flaws to it mm -hmm. And that's what makes it interesting. And yet yeah. you could smooth over that with maybe AI or algorithm or test audiences or whatever and make the combat feel better. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, would you also smooth over other edges that make that game so fascinating with the aesthetic, with mm -hmm. the characters, with the kind of themes that it's bringing up? Would that game be as mad and as interesting as it was if it also had really tight mechanics in that in a just kind of like blanket 
this touch up and a tightening. I don't think it works. I think that fundamentally iterative way of making art, if you compare the pre-Endgame MCU to where we are now, where everything feels like it's a safe bet made over and over and over again. Um, and even that whole way of applying iteration to NPC dialogue and the idea... I mean, an AI is, is hardly ever going to create something that is truly original. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's different definitions of what originality are based on whether an AI can even do that. Um, but it's drawing on things that you're feeding it. Um, you just wouldn't get the NPC variety from a human creator um, that would lead to memorability. I still remember Funky Student in Persona 4 <laughs> from like 15 years ago. And I don't even know if an AI would have been able to come up with that. So I just think that at some point, you are going to lose something. Yeah. And as much as it puts a premium on human creation and um, because it's ubisoft saying this and um, their track record isn't the best right now and this ain't the thing that's going to get beyond good and evil 2 out the door either no. so um there's all that stuff to be dealt with but yeah i think overall obviously everybody has different opinions on ai where very much it removes the human component from creativity which is largely why we're into all this stuff anyway um but maybe there is a wing of people out there who are just like ah, i kind of want to see what an ai game would be maybe. or whatever and you know like like i said there have been automated tools in the past that have been you know really good for the industry it's mm. just me thinking about the trend of the industry previously and how far this could go. That's really oh, yeah. what worries me ultimately. It's funny, Scott. Yeah. On our news video that we did the other day, I saw a comment that someone someone posted and they said this entire video between you and I mm-hmm. is giving like 5 a.m. in someone's kitchen at a house party. And I think this is the <laughs> more 5 a.m. in a kitchen in someone's house party video we've ever done. 5am Kitchen House Party is the name of my indie rock band so I think that this works very well but let us know what you think down below the AI apocalypse arriving on video game shores and how do you think it's going to go what ways do you think teams will use it and do you trust Ubisoft to use Ghostwriter in a good way for now I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com and we'll catch you next time goodbye Goodbye. I'll tell you what go on I would play Tom Clancy's Ghostwriter I'd play that game yeah 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 good name sometime someday (laughs) it will Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.